0: The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, and welcome back to Modern Magical Meddling, my friends. It has been a week. The live readings have gotten out of control. (laughs) If you were on my live Friday night um, or this past Friday from whenever I've recorded this, it's Father's Day, I guess. I didn't even realize it was Father's Day until I saw it come across my shit and I made sure I texted my brother a very happy Father's Day. But um, so, yeah, this past Friday... I normally do Friday Night Lives, right? Friday Night Lives start at, like, 11 p.m. Eastern, and I go until about 1 a.m.-ish. It's It was my idea. It's fun to me to to do this Friday night kind of energy. Um, but, girl, I don't know. What was in the water? <laughs> I don't know. What was in the air? If it's this new moon energy? or something. I don't fucking know. But, like, chaos. Sheer Chaos, just straight up chaos. Um, Instagram is normally pretty pretty chill, and there's a there's a delay there on Instagram as well with the chat. But TikTok, oh my god, people talk about Twitter being toxic. No, it's TikTok. Um, people are just off the wall fucking questions. And I don't know what it is, but people seem to to expect me to drop what I'm doing, drop the reading that I'm in to give them their reading. And I'm like, why? Why do you automatically think that I'm going to that I'm going to just um that I'm going to stop what I'm doing to 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 read you all of a sudden. How about me? Can I have a card? What about me? What's it say for me? And I'm like, I have a line. There's a list of people and there are people that just jump into the chat and they just go, so-and-so love. And I'm like, how about a, Hey, hi, hello. How are you? How much is this? What are we doing today? Or, or whatever? No, people just, you were there, Miranda, you know, people just jump in and just say shit. They just say shit. Is so-and-so the one for me? Will I ever find love? Is so-and-so my soulmate? Will I get pregnant in the coming month? Like, the most toxic, gross fucking questions. Like, honestly. They're so... Gross to me, such low hanging fruit. And like, I know that there are readers that specialize in love. I know that there are readers that specialize in love. And if you're a reader that does love, I applaud you because I don't have the patience anymore. I'm also hella fucking happily married and like can't really relate to a lot of the problems that people are discussing with their love lives unless I go back and look at the history of abuse and bullshit. And that's often how I go about. Um, People that are going through love issues. I look back at my own love issues and use that as examples to help explain the reading and stuff like that. But, oh my god, it was people that were like, this guy's a scammer, and first and and foremost, I'm non-binary, so it's they, them, or, you know, I accept all pronouns, but like, this guy, fuck you. Um, But this guy's a scammer, readers shouldn't charge money, like, okay... You have no problem donating money to your church. You have no problem throwing money at a priest and shit to show your love and support for that endeavor. But like, God forbid, this is my fucking job, you know, um, I mean, bitch, I'm a dot com. I paid for my domain. I pay for my business license. I have to pay for the lights and mics and everything that I'm fucking doing here. I have to pay for. So, so people were on there, you know, illegitimizing my, my business and saying that I shouldn't charge money for this because, you know, authentic readers just do it for the love of it. Like, it's not their job then. They must do it as a hobby. And I'm not you know, sitting around the kitchen table with my girlfriends just talking about love and boyfriends and dicks and shit. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to change your life. I'm trying to give you perspective. I'm trying to show you the universe. I'm trying to show you... Um, purpose and things. Yeah, toxic trolls, right? And that's the thing. Online, some people, all they're good at is being a hater. So they're just going to keep fucking doing that. And it was just some of the rudest shit that I've seen. People delegitimizing me, people saying I shouldn't charge money for this. People say I'm going to hell, that I should turn to God. Like there's no, there's no winning. Even if I don't, even the free readings that I do on Mondays where we raise money for charity, even those readings are not, I shouldn't be doing. So no matter what I do, I've got haters and I know that that's part of it and I'm cool with it, but I think I'm done being fucking quiet I think I'm done being quiet about it and ignoring them So I'm doing my best to engage with positive comments and positive content So that it doesn't seem as though I'm only engaging with the negative you know, so it was fucking wild, though, man. Some of the shit that people were saying was absurd. And and when they were like, can I get a reading and I stop what I'm doing and I tell them how this works, they're like, oh, you're rude. I'm rude for having boundaries. I'm rude for for telling, you no." You know, and that's the thing is that if you want your... stu, I just did a TikTok about this. But if you wanted your one card, yes or no, love reading, if you don't like my answer, I know for fucking fact, you're going to scroll to the next stupid bitch until you get the answer you want. You're going to get second, third, forth fucking opinions on the reading I give you. And honestly, that's a smack in the face because any reading you get, you should marinate on and process and give it time and, and let it sit with you because maybe it doesn't make sense right away. Maybe it's going to come to you later. Maybe it's something that's going to occur after the fact. So it was, it was a lot girl. It was a lot, and I just felt very, very down after, and Saturday, I spent a lot of time self-caring and, like, trying to remind myself why I do what I do, that you guys are here, you support me, um, that there's so much love that I receive, but I'm, I'm this close to just not doing TikTok live readings at all, but, um... But yeah, it was a lot, and it's like 500-something people, and it takes me two hours to get through people that have paid for readings. And if you go to other readers that are doing, like, readings often, there's only, like, a handful of people in the chat. So they can keep up with that, you know? And I've got so many people watching that it just... People's entitlement fucking baffles me. The entitlement people have is staggering, honestly. So I just... I'm starting to find it comical that that people are calling me mean, and, and someone said, I'm from Canada, how do I, how do I pay, how do I pay you for a reading, and I'm like, oh, you can book a private one with me on my website, madamadam.com. I'm not sure how, you know, PayPal Venmo Cash App works in Canada, I don't know, but, like, you can book one privately, and I'm not taking any more right now, so please respect my energy and time, and she was like, well, now I'm not going to, because of the way you said that, and I'm like, so, then fuck you, man, then you don't, then you don't want this anyway. You don't want my genuine answer because you don't like the honesty. So, as I often say, get fucked (laughs) and scroll. Get fucked and scroll, my friend. Um, But anyway, yeah, so lives have been wild. Um, Not much has changed here on the home front. We're just kind of hanging out, um, you know, day-to-day things. Dustin's got his crystal sale going on, which has gone really well. He's gotten through a lot of products, and people have been really happy. So that's really awesome. Um... But yeah, there's upwards of like 500. I remember when there was a thousand people watching my lives and now there's not that many anymore. I don't know what changed, but I have no control over TikTok and I've seen people that are have the same amount of followers as I do. 1.4, 1.5 million followers and they're verified and they're like getting arrested and their content is ratchet and like... I don't understand. I, I really just don't understand the TikTok algorithm and how they determine verification. I've talked to human beings at TikTok. I've had phone calls with people at TikTok that are like, just keep making content. Just keep putting it out there. It'll you'll get verified. Like, no, you're determining. And honestly, I feel like a lot of it is rage farming. I think a lot of it is rage farming and hate farming. So I have controversial opinions about tarot. I've got, you know, things that I think that isn't the right way of using tarot and segue into gatekeeping. Um, This is something that's been brought to my attention. I got a very long... DM from a rando on TikTok about how I am perpetuating gatekeeping into tarot by telling people that that's not how you should use this. Tarot isn't a pregnancy test, tarot isn't a love guru, tarot is not a matchmaker. That's not what this is for, you know? And I say these aggressive opinions because that's the only way people listen, you know? The only way people listen sometimes is with a little cuss word or with a little abrasion, um, with a little shock and awe. And it's also just how I fucking talk. Like, I also just talk like this, you know? When I became estranged from most of my family... I left a voicemail that was like, leave me the fuck alone. And I thought about it afterwards. And I realized that no matter how I said it, if I was polite or rude, it doesn't matter. They were not going to like what I had to say anyway. So I said it how I needed to say it. So, but yeah, gatekeeping, right? Like gatekeeping practices in tarot to me is like telling people that they cannot read tarot. You shouldn't read. You can't read. This is close practice. Tarot is not a close practice. Tarot is open to everybody. It's, in, it's, in, it's represented across so many cultures, and there's no one true history of tarot. You can take it back to Egypt. You can take it back to Italy. You can take it back to France. You can take it back all over the fucking place. So it, it, there is no one true history of tarot. There's no one true tarot deck. Even the Rider-Waite-Smith is not the only true tarot um, it's just the oldest one that we're aware of, and that's why that's the one I I hearken to. And, and most of the books, and Rachel Pollock and Teresa Reed, and um, all these other glorious, uh, well-versed readers, that's often the imagery that they're referring to, and if not, they tell you the deck that they're using, or a deck that they enjoy, or they tell you what deck image they're referring to, but often in in tutorials and books and things, that's the one we refer to because that's where most of the common definition comes from because it's the oldest thing that we have right now. It's like over a hundred years old, these images. So, so that's where that is. But to me, gatekeeping and tarot is telling people they can't or shouldn't or don't They have no business doing that, and that's gatekeeping to me. But me telling you that you're misusing it or that we should open our mind a bit and use it for more than just love, more than just, you know— simple fucking you questions as uh, Rachel Pollack, rest in peace, as she said in um, A Walk Through the Forest of Souls, we should ask tarot bigger questions. What's the meaning of life? What is my purpose? You know, bigger stuff like that, you know? And not these minuscule, is so-and-so my soulmate? Like, who gives a shit? Like, who fucking cares? Why is love so important to you on a romantic level? Clearly you have a gap that you're not filling and you're looking for someone to fill it for you so but but yeah, someone, they said I was gatekeeping Tarot because they do love readings, and uh, on my Twitter, somebody, I said, Tarot's not a pregnancy test, and they commented and said, well, I predicted two pregnancies, just saying. And in my, I didn't respond, I didn't give them the, be- I DM'd them, I didn't respond on the comments, but I went to DM them, and I'm not sure if they've seen it or not, because we're not mutuals or anything, but basically I said to them that just because you threw darts at a dartboard and happened to hit two targets that doesn't mean that that's that you're that doesn't mean that's accurate that doesn't mean that you should do that you know what i'm saying i i don't do medical legal and I don't touch love often because I don't want to give people false hope. And, and, and how dare you? How dare you throw that on a reader? How dare you throw on a reader a question of your fertility when you could go to a fucking doctor? I'm not a doctor. Like, go to a doctor. Talk to someone. Take a pregnancy test. Talk to them. You know, talk to your physician. Talk to your OBGYN or whatever the fuck. Talk to a doctor about... Your, your, ...about your body, don't, don't, do not task a reader of any kind with that kind of emotional depth for you, because if they say, yes, you're going to get pregnant, now you're excited, and God forbid it doesn't happen false hope. Now you're upset. And I tell you, no, now you're depressed. You're never going to have kids. And God forbid you do something drastic. So I refuse to touch those things and legal shit. Again, not my thing. I'm not touching your legal shit. I'm not going to have you include me and your legal drama. I'm not doing that. And love readings to me are just very, very low hanging fruit. And if anyone that's got a private reading with me, you should know that I'm open I'm open to talking about love with you because you're spending the money and time to have a deeper conversation with me about it. You're not seeking a quick answer during a live that, honestly, I know you don't value. You don't value my answer. You're going to scroll until you find the answer you want or get a second opinion. Like, that's not what this is for, you know? So... During, live, during private sessions, I've done many, many, many love readings and many love coachings for people, but we have the time during a private session to go deeper into it and why this is so important to you. What is your dating history? Have you been taking care of yourself? Are you open to receiving love properly you know we're able to have deeper conversation about it so it's really just during lives that i'm batting people away with the fucking stick and telling them no and the moment i say no suddenly i mean i'm an asshole someone during the live friday said why do you do this if you're just going to be a dick about it and i'm like i'm not being a dick about it why do i do this because i'm trying to show people the uh, an off, a more authentic version of tarot something practical, something that you can relate to, something that is genuine and is not this mystical I see a blue-eyed stranger coming to you like no, like that's not that's not me and that's not what I'm doing. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop reading tarot. I'm not going to stop going live because I ref- I'm trying to show people authenticity. I'm trying to show you a more genuine and real version of what this is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, big 7 of wands energy and the chat there, absolutely big 7 of wands energy, beating people off with a stick, having to stand up for myself and and rise above and stand on the high ground and go, "No." You're wrong. No, I'm not doing that. No, you're not fucking cursed. Oh my God, that one too. I feel like I have a curse on me. Honey, no one gives enough fuck about you to curse you. No one does. And why do you think that your coworker somehow did the study and the practice to know how to curse someone? Do you understand the shit that goes into that? That goes into curses? There's a certain method. There's a certain way you have to do it. There's a certain amount of energy. They're not just like I curse you like that's not how that works and people that are like I feel like I'm cursed you it's to me that's victim you're playing victim that's victim energy no one gives enough fuck about you you're not that special honestly is what it is if you feel like you're cursed You're not, honey. You're not that special. So, and that's what these disingenuous and inauthentic readers prey on. In all of my comments, on my posts, Dr. So-and-so cured my herpes. And I'm like, weird flex, but okay. Like, way to publicly put that on there. And that's how you know that's a bot. You know? That's how you know that's a bot. And there's no point in responding to it because they're not going to respond to you. You're giving the comments attention and it's a bot. It's stupid, so yeah, these disingenuous, and it's always Dr. Someone, right? It's always Dr. Healing, or Dr. Voodoo, or Dr. Tarot, or Dr. Spirit, or something like that. Some stupid fucking doctor name of, like, someone that's supposed to heal your ailments and get you your ex back, and it's always so obvious because they're not things you want, it's not things that anyone wants. And I go to those pages and I see people that are like, oh my god, I so resonate with this. This is amazing. And I feel bad for them because they're so desperate for fucking anything that they'll just take it. So so yeah, <laughs> live reads are wild. They've been really crazy lately. I'm going to keep doing them because to be real, I make a lot of money doing it. And people, people, authentic people pay or people pay for authenticity. And I'm down to do that for you. But But, um, the other one too is someone on there said that I behave as though my shit doesn't stink. I'm on live acting like I'm the best reader in the world and I'm the only one that does it right. Like, that's not true at all. If I perpetuate that, I don't see it. Maybe I'm blind to it. Maybe I'm being a little egotistical or something, but I really don't think so. I I speak pretty genuinely and, um... Telling you something right or wrong about it isn't, to me, that's not, I'm not being elitist, you know? There's a lot of other people that I see and fuck with, but, like, they read in a similar way that I read, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's it was just a barrage of, of people hating on me. And that says I must be doing something right. And I still appreciate so many of you in the comments that are trying to jump to my aid and, and trying to jump to my defense and my moderators for being so great and stuff like that. So I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just the frustrating part about it, you know, and as, as, uh, 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 Suzu's uh, Suzu's friend in Belle said to her, uh, the anime, if you only have hardcore fandom, that's not fame. You need hate and love to have fame, and and I'm rising in my own following, and I'm getting out there more, so it's just kind of part of it. Um, But hear me now, friends. One day, I will read Drew Barrymore. One day, I will be a guest on the Drew Moore show and give that bitch a reading. One day I will be a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. One day I will give Kelly Clarkson a fucking read. One day you will see me on TV and be like, there he is. There's Madam Adam. Just like he said, one day, all of this bullshit is going to pay off. All of the garbage that I've been through and people trying to tear me down and tell me this isn't a real job or it's not legitimate or whatever. One day... One day, this shit is going to pay off. I mean, fuck, at my first ever convention, at my first ever mega con, we had just finished setting up the booth, and some lady comes over to me, our across-the-way neighbor, comes over to the booth, and all we've got is me and my t-shirts and shit. We weren't selling crystals at the time, and um, she comes over to the booth, and she's like, um, and she's like, Tarot, huh? And I'm like, yeah, this is my job. I'm Madam Adam. I'm on social media. I've got a million followers. I love what I do. This is my job. And she was like, oh, I read Tarot too, but I would never dream of charging for it. You really shouldn't be charging for this. This is, if you're trying to help people, you should be doing it for free. And I was like, we haven't even started the con. Like this was literally Thursday setup before a four fuck. This was Wednesday setup before a four day fucking weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm supposed to be at my booth reading tarot, and this bitch from across the way comes up and tells me she completely delegitimizes me and like makes me feel small and stupid. And she ain't fucking crow though because she didn't sell shit. She was selling bootleg fucking DVDs or something and like tchotchkes and like didn't sell nothing. And I had a line that was all in front of her thing, and she had to get security to help move my line so it wasn't blocking her booth. And I was like, oh, but, like, I shouldn't charge money for this. Like, bitch, I know my worth. I know my value. And I know that I have something. If Listen, if you have something that people want, if you've got energy, time, And a service, a gift, anything that people want from you, you fucking charge them for that shit. Who, you know what I'm saying? You charge them with money. You charge them with their energy. You charge them of their time. If people want something for you, you're allowed to have a price. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, Again, thank you guys for, for coming to lives and all of that. I literally posted a video right before this about love readings that I'm sure is going to get uh, some hatred, but but I said what I said. I'm done being nice. I'm done being I'm done ignoring hatred. I'm going to start combating it more. And and I'm not trying to give those people attention, but I do deserve to stand up for myself and correct people that are just plain fucking wrong, you know? Um, Right? Free doesn't feed me. Exactly. Free doesn't feed me, honey. And that's the other thing about conventions too, is that I provide something different than other people provide. My good friend Yaya, she, she, does, she does cosplay. So she's got to get dressed. She's got to get ready. She's got to meet you. She's got to sign autographs. She's got to go do panels. She's running around spilling her energy all over the place. These other vendors are just sitting there in their chairs, hoping people come up and let me know if you have any questions. Do you want to buy my thing? No? Cool. All right, next. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just sit there. Meanwhile, I'm actively scooping energy out of me and giving it to you. I'm providing a service person after person. No one can do what I do at my booth. I have to do it, you know? So it's very fucking draining. Takes a lot out of you. And that's why I don't do a lot of after parties and shit at cons because I just get so fucking tired. But anyway, let's get to some emails. Let's talk about tarot. Let's read some cards, my friend. I've got Velma here. Um, She's got some friendship grief advice. First of all, I want to thank you and say I appreciate all you do. Your content is a bright spot in all the gunk and funk lately. Thank you, bitch. Needed to hear that today. And in general, um, I recently, three days ago as I'm typing this, had a falling out with a good friend of 15 years. I won't get too detailed, but essentially I was honest about my feelings. For the first time with her, she believes sex and gender have gotten out of hand, which is a direct quote. And well, boom. We're both Scorpios. She's October and I'm November. So we're both as stubborn as the day is long. What suggestions or advice would you give to help the process of grief over the death of this friendship? I'm considering a cord-cutting ritual, but I'm open to other suggestions or advice from spirit. Thank you for all you do. Yeah. I hope I haven't answered this one already. It sounds familiar. I hope I haven't done it already, but, um, but no, I, cord cutting is a great idea. I think that's a wonderful idea. Um, It might be something you have to do more than once. Um, And if you're going to do a cord cutting, that says to me that you need to have follow through with that cord cutting. I had a client that said that she did the cord cutting, but, but then they contacted her. And I was like, how did they contact you if you did the cord cutting? And she was like, well, I didn't block his number. And I'm like, so you didn't do the cord cutting? No, I did. I got two candles and I followed a YouTube video. And you're not hearing me, bitch. You didn't block. Them, You have to block them energetically and physically. So you really didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? You really didn't want the cord cutting. So just make sure you follow through. Block them completely if you're gonna do cord cutting. Um... Processing the grief over, grief over the death of a friendship. It's truth, honey. You have to honor the truth of that, you know, and the fact that, that you've outgrown this person, basically. And it sucks when when you thought you knew somebody and, and you thought you knew what they stood for and you thought they were fucking supportive and it turns out that they're really not. Kind of shows you some stuff. Literally death. I literally just pulled death for you. So transformation and change um, is a big thing. The change of seasons. This is the death of a friendship. A transformative energy. And death is also the card of Scorpio. So, ding, ding. There you go again. Nine of swords energy. Yeah, this is going to create a lot of depression, anxiety, insomnia within you. It's going to create a lot of mental doubts. What did I do? Did I do something wrong? Should I not have done that? Should I not have said anything? Or should I have said something? Whatever. Um, Yeah, so... um, yeah. Queen of Pentacles energy, my love. Be grateful for what you have now. Be grateful for the fact that you know, and this didn't drag out and you now know, and you can pursue other relationships, other friendships, and and know that that's something that you stand for and something that you want in a friend is, is supportive energy and and all of that. But yeah, you're called to gratitude for the change, gratitude for the knowledge. This is big Saturn tower energy too. It's just truth and truth is often destructive. So, um, so yeah, I would, I would practice some gratitude, do the cord cutting. That's a great idea. Um, and yeah, new opportunities. Absolutely. You've got new things. So go places, go, go places that you enjoy being, go be somewhere that makes you feel good. And strike up conversations, talk to people, see, you know, if I were looking for friends or, or whatever, I would go to Barnes and Noble and hang out in the horror section and see who's reading books that I like. And I might chat up with them and and all of that. So, so no, I think you've got a good head about this. Um, but yeah, practice some gratitude. This is going to take time, but it's a death. It's a grief. And, and I would give it, you got to lean into it, lean into the grief. Um, pick it so that you can so you can process it so that it doesn't eat you at random. You know. Um, I hope that's helpful, and I hope that gives you something to think about, my love. Thank you for writing in. I appreciate you. Next one. Um, here we go. Okay. Um, let's see. Hello, madam, madam. I've rewritten this as many times as as. I've rewritten this many times trying to make my question as simple as possible. I'm questioning my career. I've worked for this small contract, contact center for nine years. They're a benefit like working remotely. There's benefits like working remotely. I have advanced and learned many skills as well as learning many aspects of the business. Many people have come and gone. So many opportunities I've received were because someone else failed in a position or left. We have a high turnover rate, and I have some imposter syndrome feeling about it. Ultimately, the high turnaround makes me feel insecure about the company. I am a Leo, so my pride and ego just love the recognition, promotions, and wage increases. Now, it's important to note because this company is so small, I'm paid 20k less a year than the industry standard for my position, but I also know I lack experience and this isn't a Fortune 500 company, so the pay will always be lower here. But again, my prideful self loves feeling like I'm rocking this shit, and then I feel like what if I'm actually just, a, just, I guess, the cheaper option so they don't have to hire someone with the experience. Lots of imposter syndrome going on for many years with this company, and I'm always waiting for the moment I fail." I want to start my own business as a side hustle to start, but would love to nurture it into something that got me out of the corporate work and allows a better work-life balance for myself, my wife, and our kids. I can never decide what I want to do, though. I love queer books and literature, and I would love to do something with that because I'm confident with books. I read enough to know what I'm talking about and what and what to suggest and what to warn people against if they share their trigger warnings. I also would love to be an author. I'd love to know what the cards have to say about everything going on for me career-wise, and if. If I should work on making a change, uh, what I should work on making a change with, um, I'm doing or just stick to what I'm doing now and hope for the best. Thank you so much for everything you do. Your podcast provides me peace and to continue even on days when I just don't want to get out of bed. Honey, boo, boo, girl, sweetie, honey, child. Listen. Uh, First of all. Liz, your intuition is stellar. Your intuition is stellar on this shit. This company is absolutely taking a cheaper option. They are using your Leo energy. They know you're, you, you want, basically, I'm going to simplify the feeling that you're experiencing at work. Yes, the pride and validation you want, you need to be needed, honey. You need to be needed. And that's what they've got for you. The high turnaround makes you nervous, but it also makes you feel needed, and it makes you feel important. I remember not the same thing at all, but I remember uh, when I used to wait tables, and the high, the turnaround at any restaurant is huge. It's always so high the turnaround at restaurants, and I was one of the longest servers. I I one of the great, longest people that had been there, and and stuff like that. So. Um, so of course, since you've been there forever and people rely on you, you develop a relationship with the managers and the higher ups because they quote unquote need you, you know? So because of that, it's easy to get taken advantage of. And while I was in this career endeavor of waiting tables and trying to go up the ladder and become a manager and a trainer and all of that, which I did do, um, I, I discovered my philosophy of not liking why I'm chosen. That's where this that philosophy came from, where I tell people that it's important that you think about why you're chosen. Are you chosen for reasons that you agreed to be chosen? Are you chosen for things you want to be chosen for? Are you playing roles for people that you agreed to play? Or did they just cast you in it because they assume that you'll do it because they know you'll do it? So... I was cast in a role of a, of a closer. I closed every shift I worked. I was the closer. I didn't mind the money, but also everyone got to go home before me. Everyone got sat before me and I was left with like trash and I was left with like garbage tables, the bare minimum and all of that. So it ca- it's, it was literally, Adam's a team player. You're a team player because you're willing to get fucked without lube by the system. And I'm like, no. So that's when it's, it hit me that I all of a sudden was... Closing one night, there's always going to be a last straw, Liz. There's going to be a last straw, and it's up to you to determine what that is. But for me at the restaurant, I waited on a, a party of 10 kids coming from a high school basketball game that shared a basket of fries and water. And they made a huge fucking mess all over my table. They got condiments to dip their fries in. And they got every, they asked for literally, I worked at B-dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings. They gave, they got every sauce that we have so that they could dip them into the fries. We charged for extra sauces at the time we did. And um, I handed them their bill, went to go finish cleaning up. And sure enough, they dined and dashed and left everything a mess. And I ran back and forth and refilled waters. I walked away from them and they would hee 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 and fucking giggling shit. Little school energy, making fun of me, talking shit about me. I'm in my fucking 30s doing this shit. And I'm like, no, this is I realized that at some point this shit was fucking beneath me. At some point, this job is beneath you, girl. If they're not paying you what you're due, if you, you're, and you know, you know you're getting paid less. You're doubting your own experience, though. Clearly, you have the experience because you're giving them something that they fucking need, right? And they keep asking you for it. So don't doubt your own experience, first of all. Um, And I, yeah, you love feeling like you're rocking this shit, but that's, that's deceitful. To me, that's deceitful of your energy because yeah, you're rocking this shit. So honestly, it's like, you feel like you're working hard, you know, I'm rocking it. I'm doing a difficult, this is hard. I'm tired and it feels good. I feel accomplished. Like difficulty shouldn't equal pride, you know, your, your sense of purpose your sense of who you are shouldn't be on the difficulty level. Difficulty does not equal value, you know? It doesn't have to be difficult to have value. You don't have to do it yourself for it to be successful and vice versa. Because if if that were the case, then by that fucking logic, the video game Dark Souls should be hundreds of dollars because it is the hardest fucking games in the world. I can't parry. I can't dodge. I'm a button masher. So, so... No, (laughs) you know, by that logic, Dark Souls should be thousands of dollars, that video game, because it's the hardest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? So like difficulty should not equal value. And I really think you just need to feel needed. Starting your own business sounds like a great idea. A side hustle is fine, but you're gonna, we, we need to make sure that we are, that we are honoring that and that if you constantly call it a side hustle or just a means to an end or just something fun you're doing on the side, you're going to diminish it and you're not going to give it enough time and you're going to focus On the 9 to 5 more because this is just a side thing, you know? So eventually, those two two cliffs are going to get further and further and further and further apart because you're going to need to dedicate more time to your side hustle and maybe the same amount of time to your regular job, and you're going to have to take a leap. You're going to have to jump, and it's going to be scary for you. Um, Children's books, queer literature, that sounds great. Love that for you, that sounds awesome. That is a need that you can fill for others. You can feel needed by getting stories out and communicating with other people and speaking on that. I don't think you need to stick this out. I think you need to start making demands. I think you need to start demanding some things. That's what I did. I told them that if they weren't going to put me in corporate or if they weren't going to move me up the ladder, then I'm leaving. And they said, okay, well, then we'll take your resignation. And I thought that these people were my friends. I thought these people supported me. I thought that they treated me with respect. And they didn't. They just fucking replaced me. They don't give a shit, girl. They will fucking replace you and find some other stupid Leo that's willing to to get, you know, accolades for pay. Honestly. So, so let's see what I've got. Six of Wands energy. This has to be your choice, but you should be choosing a passionate collective. You should be joining a writer's group or, or a book club or something that gives you gusto and passion. There's a, there's a like-minded collective of people that can lift you up and, and put you, give you these accolades that you're looking for, give you that sense of accomplishment and pride and hard work that you're looking for. And it doesn't need to come from you scraping dirt and shoveling shit. It doesn't have to come from that, you know? So there is that also three of swords energy. You have to mind your expectations. This place is hurting you. You have to mind your expectations. If you're expecting things to be different but you're not changing anything, your expectations are fucked up. You're going to get hurt. So join a passionate collective. Get with people that fuck with what you're fucking with. Join people that that in, that people that inspire you. Be inspired by a group, you know. And, um, King of Wands energy, you're in charge, honey, no making moves in silence, no, I'll know when it's right, I'll wait for it to come to me, no, bitch, you have to go fucking get it, you're protected, spirit is looking out for you, but they're basking in the warmth of your passion, they move when you move, they will guide you when you pick a path and start walking down it, then they'll guide you, then they'll help you, then they'll do full Dora the Explorer map and backpack girl, they will do that, but they don't do that until Dora starts moving, you know what I'm saying? She has to take the journey. So I, it, I mean, and creatively, I've got passion here for you as well. That's lovely. Yeah, it's time to stand up for yourself at work, babe. It's time to stand up for yourself and be like, this isn't, this doesn't make sense. Why is there such high turnaround here? What is the problem? You know, that's something that we gotta. It's time to stand up. Okay, so let's start leaning into the new thing, and um. Get with people, join a community, join a Facebook group or a book club or a writer's group, take a class, something like that. Get inspired. It's time to do something with this and get some ideas. But you're, you're just hurting yourself, honey, if you stay there. You said it yourself. You like the accolades. You like the pride. You like the way they make you feel needed and, and wanted and stuff like that. That's great. But this is not a role you agreed to play at all. So it's time to start giving that some, some thought. Yeah, thank you for writing in, my love. I appreciate you. Let's see here. Hey, Madam Adam, thank you for all your hard work and insights. You're awesome. Thank you, babe. I'd like to start my own traveling tarot business. Oh, we did this one. Yeah, we did this one. Loved that one. That was fun. We did that last episode, I think, the caravan. That was super, super fun. All right, if this email came across your inbox, it's probably for you. Let's do it. I love this. Hey, madam, madam, I wanted to thank you again for my reading a couple weeks ago. Your readings are very unique. Um, oh, this is a different thing. I will read this on my own time. Thank you, babe. <laughs> that's a that's a, a business opportunity. Love that. All right, let's see. Hey, uh, I love your TikToks. I follow you on Instagram. I'm D. Hi, D. I just started listening to your podcast, and even though those reads aren't for me, they are still helpful because the reading still resonates with me. That's what I'm talking about. That's lovely. Um, So I'm asking for a reading that I can listen to in the future, just a general that will come around when I need to hear it most. I look forward to it. Keep doing what you're doing. Blessed be. Absolutely. She said, for context, I just turned 20. Oh, little baby. (laughs) I just turned 20. I'm noticing a lot of lessons in a short amount of time. Well... Yeah, as I often say, the pages are have the pages come from justice in the major arcana. So in our early 20s, and the youth of our life, we often get the most aggressive relationship with karma and we get a lot of lessons in a short amount of time. Um, she says, I'm experiencing the most beautiful, chaotic, soul shattering awakening I've ever been through. I love that for you. Oh, my God. I love the way you put that. And I still have a long way to go. I heard a lot. But I'm finally understanding. I've never felt more free and more me. And I'm aware that a lot of things are going to change, to continue to change. I'm spending my 20s challenging myself. I have a new perspective and attitude, but I'm also still in the middle of some pretty fucked up shit. In my grandfather's, I'm my grandfather's caregiver and I'm slowly watching him die and it scares me. But I know he's ready. There are still things that have yet to unfold. As I learn and listen, I'm hiding future encouragement and wisdom for for when the time comes that I need it. I want to thrive, not survive. I'm putting in the effort, but my fear is my biggest opponent and clouds my imagination. I'm saying no more and actively pushing through to make my manifestations reality. Thank you for your wisdom and kindness. I look forward to my future message as I continue to learn patience and wonder. Love D. D. D, I love you. Oh my God. I adore you. You are such a self-aware 20-year-old. Good Lord. I was crazy. I was insane when I was 20. I mean, I still am. But but no, this is lovely. I really love that for you. And that is a lot, honey. You being the caregiver for your grandfather and kind of watching him die. I, I also was uh, my great-grandmother... Um, I was around, uh, when she was passing, my grandmother had me, at, had me stay with her for a while. Um, I was academically suspended from college and my mom was like, someone fucking take him. So my, so I lived with my grandmother to help her with my great grandmother's final transition. So, um, so yeah, so I, I sympathize with, with that aspect and, and I learned so much I learned so much from that woman in her last days. She gave me so much wisdom, and not even just verbally, just... just being around her and understanding time and life and things like that. So, I'm going to pull some cards for you my love D. I adore you babe. I think that you're amazing and I hope that you give yourself some grace. I hope you give yourself some grace and patience and and as you know, your things are painful, but that's where truth is. So, I love that for you. But let's see what I've got for you today in terms of general. 7 of cups energy. You've got some emotional decisions that you're going to need to make coming forward in terms of your propulsion and victory and and things that you stand for here. You're going to have to, it's, it's a tough choice, but the fact that they're difficult choices probably just means that they're, you know, that they're emotional for you. You're invested, right? So going to have some emotional decisions to make. Empress energy is present as well. So we're talking about your self-care, making sure that you're loving yourself, that you're focused on your own growth, your own, uh, fertile energy, your own fertile imagination. Um, the fertility of your soul, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. So uh, she wears the, the 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 planets as her jewelry. She's got nine pearls for the planets, 12 stars for the zodiac. She wears the universe. So connecting to the divine feminine, understanding that you might be a child but uh, to, to parents, but you're also a child of the universe, you know? And I don't mean that in a kind of you're young, belittling kind of way. You have a very old soul, my love. I can tell. I can feel it just off your fucking email. You've got a very, very old soul. So this is probably not your first time, your first lifetime. You know what I mean? You probably lived a few lives by now, but, but yeah, the Empress is present for you. So the, the divine feminine of the universe wants to give you a great big hug and, and tell you to love yourself and focus on you and what you've learned about life during this time. And then also, yeah, the sun, joy, optimism, positivity. If you're trying to find the light be the light, babe. If you're trying to find the light in the darkness, be the light. Be it from inside out. Find the joy in the moment. Don't wait for it to come to you. Find it now. And maybe that's part of the emotional decision is some days you're not going to want to. And that's okay. You don't have to. But but if you need to, let's let's lean in that direction and let's try to lean into the light a bit and be it. Be it for other people, you know? Um what else do I have for you? Let's see something else here. Uh, yep. Queen of cups. No need to elaborate any further. We're talking about self-love. We're talking about you being patient with yourself, the passivity of transformation, the passivity of death, the scenes, seasons just change, you know, and this thing happening with your grandfather, um, his slow decline or, or him dying is, is, is a change of seasons, you know, that's all it is. So it's important that you see the, your own cup, you see your own emotional self, And you, um, and you love yourself a bit, you know, get a little selfish. Your, your, your alone time should be sacred to you. Your self-care should be sacred. Um, so let's make sure we're doing that more often. Maybe that's the emotional decision, but it's time to love on you, baby. All right. I love that. Thank you for writing in. Let's see what else. Um, yeah, we did that guy. We did that guy. We did that guy. Yeah. Very good. Oh. Mm, no, I think that's it. Any questions from the chat, I guess. I'll turn to the YouTube chat with the time that we've got left. We've got about uh, 10 or 15 minutes here. I'm also going to do a collective for my listeners. I also want to remind you guys that you can book private sessions with me on my website, madamadam.com, if you're interested. Private sessions are available. Cameos, um, classes, crystals, all of those things are are available on the website, so... Any questions on the YouTube live, I'm going to turn to you guys now. So if you've got any questions for me or the cards or a quick read or anything like that, feel free to put it in the comments. Um, But yeah, going forward, expect weekly episodes here as well. I love doing this podcast with you guys. It is so much fun. And uh, I really appreciate you writing in. So don't forget, you can write in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com or uh, podcast at madamadam.com. If you guys are interested, um, question here, a topic I was presented is what TV shows or movies I'm looking forward to. Um, I really want to go see boogeyman by Stephen. I really want to go see Stephen King's boogeyman. Um, yeah, that one looks really good. Oh, we saw, we saw midsummer for the first time ever. I hadn't seen it yet. And I've seen a lot of cosplays from it and I just hadn't watched it yet, but we watched it finally. My God, that movie's amazing so fucking good i was shocked at how much i enjoyed it and how how enamored how how engulfed in it i was i was glued to it it was so good that one was amazing midsummer is wild fucking wild and and it's an a24 movie you know a24 just some of the best shit ever um have we seen the live action little mermaid yeah we did i fell asleep <laughs> Uh-huh. it's great I loved it it was beautiful but all of the cinematography it was very dim it was very dark like cinematically the the lighting was very dark so uh I I, I passed out a little bit and I was like oh my god and I like, I came too. but I loved it I I did really enjoy it Hallie Bailey fucking ate she she stole the show she was great I like the scuttlebutt song I don't care y'all can get fucked I like it I don't, I don't mind Aquafina. I think she's fine. I thought that the visuals looked great. I loved Vanessa and her, her little trick that she did and how that was the same theme and tone as the one from the original. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it a lot. It was really fun. My favorite live-action Disney, though, is Mulan. That one was my favorite live-action that they've done so far. I think Aladdin is really cool, too. Uh, but, but Mulan is the one that I really, really like the most of the so far of the live action remakes that they're doing or that they've done. Um, so yeah, we also wanna go see Elemental with a couple of our girlfriends. Uh, we wanna go see it, but no, I fell asleep girl cause it was so dim, it was so dark. Uh, yeah, you said you were moving. Any decisions on where yet? We're looking at Chicago. We're looking at Illinois right now. Um, Florida has legalized book bans and things like that. And in response to that, Illinois has made book banning illegal in their state. And I fucking love that. So, so yeah, we might move to the Chicago area. We might move to Illinois. We're looking at it, um, giving it some thought, but nothing's set in stone as of now. Um, I love that they gave Jasmine her own song in the live-action Aladdin. Yeah, one of my girlfriends loves that song, but Prince Eric's song in the live-action Little Mermaid, I could have done without it. I don't know. I don't know. I know, controversial, but, like, I I could have done without that. You know, I mean, maybe me liking Scuttlebutt is controversial, (laughs) but, like, I don't know. But, uh, but no, I could have done without the Prince Eric song, not gonna lie. I do like that, spoiler alert, I do like that, uh, Ariel is the one that shoved the boat into Ursula. She didn't have to have Eric save her. She saved Eric. She's the one that did the killing. So I really liked that. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I could have done without his song, honestly. I was, like, bored with it. I was like, this is is not... Like, we're on the beach, now we're on the boat. Like, it was It was weird. But no, the Jasmine one, that one's great. I liked that one a lot. But Mulan, man, I love that movie. I, I love the live-action remake of Mulan. That one's the best one to me so far. Um, Indiana Jones 5, huge indie fan, um, and Temple of Doom is the best one. Fight me. <laughs> um, but Temple of Doom is my favorite indie, and I, I love the Indiana Jones series, and I'm very excited for for Dial of Destiny. I liked, I like all of them in some way. I even like the Crystal Skull. Uh, all of them are great to me. I love Harrison Ford. Blade Runner, if you know or don't know, is my favorite su- single, if I had to pick a single movie that is my favorite movie ever, it's Blade Runner. Um, my favorite franchise is obviously Star Wars. My favorite movie genre is horror. So like they're all very different things. But, uh, but no, Blade Runner is my favorite movie. I love Harrison Ford. I love um, the book it's based on. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Um, it's a, It's a story of humanity and, uh, technology, and, and what it means to be human, what it means to be alive, and Blade Runner 2049 is also fucking incredible, I love all of the Blade Runner spin-offs and animes that they've done and everything, so, you know, I'm a big sci-fi fan, uh, so yeah, um, looking forward to, I want to go see Boogeyman, I want to do that, uh, maybe Dustin brought up maybe we should go see it today or tomorrow or something with the time we've got, um, but yeah, um, Looking forward to all kinds of stuff. Oh, they, they just announced The Last of Us being a house at Halloween Horror Nights. So Dustin and I are watching the series again. We didn't finish it. So we're starting over and watching it. And then I'm going to play the game. Um, yeah. So welcome. Hi from Chicago. You're so welcome here. Please join us. I might, Lisa. I just fucking might. You never know. Um, that's t- so far. It's our top choice. Yeah, we were looking forward to some weather. I hate the heat. I'm tired of Florida tropical shit. I'm fucking over it. Um. So yeah, let's finish this up with a collective for you, my friends. Do me a favor if you're listening to this, if you're joining me, let's take some deep breaths. Let's cleanse the energy together. Deep breaths in the nose, out the mouth, right now. In the nose. Out the mouth. Once more in the nose. Out the mouth. Last one, real deep in the nose. Out the mouth. Glorious. Let's send you guys off with a collective. Let's see Page of Pentacles energy. It's important that we get perspective from people outside of our immediate circles so we can understand the way that people feel about us. It seems like we're taking some things personally. We have a 10 of swords here. What other people think of you, my friends, is none of your fucking business. I need to take that advice as well. What other people think of my readings or what other people think of my business or my job or, or the lives is really not my fucking business. That's a them problem, not a me problem. The star is here as well. So we need to be vulnerable with ourselves. All you owe anyone is truth and kind. That has to start with you, but feed your emotional well, be vulnerable with yourself, be vulnerable with people and watch it change your environment a bit. But, but yeah, it seems like we're accepting other people's truths as truth. And it's not. That's what they think. That's not true. So we need perspective from people outside of the experience, a third party that the situation doesn't affect at all. That's why people come to me sometimes. I've had a couple of life coaching sessions with some clients of mine, tarot infused, but life coaching in particular, they just wanted some advice. Um, And they were like, you can pull cards all you want to, but I just think you're wise and I just want to get your advice on this. And I was like, yeah, of course. But I, of course, pulled cards as well because that's how I do my life coaching, but... So yeah, getting a perspective from someone that, does, that isn't affected at all by the things that are happening, 10 of swords energy, you gotta, you gotta weed through the feelings and take out other people's truths, so you're just left with what you know to be true for you, and then water it, give it some hope, give it some, some, it's the aftermath of the thing, you know, there's hope here, knight of swords energy as well, just look before you leap, my friends, look before you leap, give it logical thought, does this make sense, is that a fact or a feeling? Yeah, I like it. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Stick around on YouTube for the after party if you would like to. And don't forget, my friends, whenever I do these podcasts, I'm doing them live over my YouTube so you can subscribe to my YouTube, Madam Adam LLC, if you would like to participate or join us or comment in the chat. Um... Yeah, write in meddling at gmail.com or podcast at madamadam.com if you'd like to write in for a topic, advice, a question, or a reading. Stay tuned uh, this week for lives, which I will be live quite a bit. Basically, if I don't have a client, I'm going to go live and, and give you guys that uh, that time, because I, I'm working anyway, so why not spend it with you guys, so, uh, if you see me on TikTok, I'm trying to ignore the comments, I'm gonna do my best to ignore the comments on TikTok, and try to, try to just do me, you know, so, thank you guys so much again for listening, be kind to yourselves, lighten the fuck up, it's just life, nobody makes it out alive, unclench your jaw, and as always, fuck it up.